And I owe it all to you. Once I was lost in my sin and confusion, seeking for someone to show. Jesus, save me and change me. 
Martha had asked for Jesus to come when she arrived when he arrived all hope was gone Martha had cried oh my brother Jesus said, wait, you will believe he'll live again. He rolled back the stone and called out his name. When Jesus spoke those words, he rose from the said wait you'll hear my voice child have new life he rolled back my stone and called out my name when jesus spoke those words i rose from my share a little bit with you. Mike wasn't able to tell the full story, but I can help you. Mike was dying Friday afternoon at four o'clock. He thought he was dead. And we went in and we prayed with him and I asked him a simple question. I said, Mike, were you ready to go? And Sister April, I know you'd mentioned him on Thursday night and others. He says, yes, I've asked Jesus to be my savior. I said, well, that changes everything. You're now the child of God. You're on his side, and the great physician will do a work in your life that you don't even know. And I said, not only, I'm just a representative of a whole bunch of people praying for you. And you know what? I'm just believing when I go home, you're going to get good news that maybe something was misread or that doctor made a mistake. It wasn't a half hour later. I pulled in my driveway. Sister Marie was calling me. She said, the doctor said they got it all wrong. The doctor said they got it all wrong. Within a half hour, that man went from death to life, and he just got out of the hospital a half hour to an hour ago to come tell you he is now alive in Christ. He has been resurrected from death unto life. He has hope now, and that's what this song is speaking about. Many times we feel like our lives are dead and we have nothing to live for, but when Jesus rolls away the stones from our heart, oh, death comes to life. 
I thank the Lord and I praise Him for the many things He's done. Oh, he rolled back the stone. He rolled back the stone. And He called out my name. Oh, when Jesus spoke those words, I rose from my grave. Oh, I am rejoicing. Are we rejoicing? What a wonderful sight. He rolled back the stone and brought death to life. He rolled back the stone. He rolled back the stone. He rolled back the stone. And brought death to life.
nothing's too big for my God. No, 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 no.
there's a peace I've come to know.
He's worthy of it all. Oh, he's worthy of it all. For from him are all things, and to him are all things. Only he deserves the glory. Oh, Jesus. Lord, you're worthy of it all. thank you for the offering today and I appreciate DJ and those that's held up the church we were on a vacation last week and we just got back late last night and uh, praise God for what God's doing I would hear these prayer requests over the line you know even when you're on vacation you don't really take a vacation and uh, but I was listening all the times Ryan for your mother she's my cousin and uh, just a little, little older than me, and I thought of uh, how through the history, through the times, we lived in Northside together one time, you know, and 
A lot of years went by, and I want you to continue to remember the King family. I want you to remember Ryan and his grand, his kids there, Marshall and, and all of them, and touch the brothers and sisters, Terry and Nancy and, and Joyce and Jewel, and just remember the family. Pray for them, lift them up this week. God is still good. You hear the news, and it sounds all bad sometimes. But then, you know what? You get to the end of the week, and you find out God's answering prayer, and God's doing great and mighty things. And I thank him for his grace and mercy. We don't normally, if you're here new, we're not normally getting done before 1230 anyway, so if that's bothering you, I'm sorry. If you have to leave, don't, don't be upset at us. We're just doing our normal thing. And we want God to have his way, and we'll never want to stop that. And I praise God for his grace and mercy. And I thank DJ for stepping in. And come back tonight. Andy's going to preach tonight. Amen. Figured after last Sunday morning's message, I ran half of you off, but that's uh, Tim will get you back in. Have to figure out how all this stuff goes here. I don't want to undermine what God has done, but I could tell you I've definitely felt in my spirit as I was talking to Vondi last night. I said, I just feel a blocking of so many things that are kind of disrupting and feel like they're stopping. But then you come into a Sunday morning service such as this, and every song seemed to be around the theme of salvation or coming to Jesus or lives being changed. And I was praying last night. I said, Lord, either you want somebody else to preach or you, the, the adversary doesn't want this message to be delivered. I gave Randy a shot. He didn't step up. I gave Andy a shot. He said he's got tonight. I didn't talk to Tim because he's been doing puzzles all week and his mind's just all messed up. He said he just about gave up before he came on one of them last night. Vondi, the one you got him, is about got him, but, you know, he was all right. But um, I want to tell you this morning, I hear a calling. We'll say that again. I hear a calling going forth. I hear a calling going forth to come out unto new life. I hear a calling going forth to a people to come into a new life, a new relationship, and a new experience in their Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I hear a calling going forth unto everyone within this church this morning. As I prepare a message like this, a uh, uh, Randy or an Andy... Or, or a brother Tim, or me, Bobby, Carl, Bill, whomever else has maybe stood behind this pulpit, you get up there and you think, well, that message don't fit because everybody in here is, is all right. Everybody's good. Everybody knows their Lord Jesus Christ as their personal Savior, and it is well with their soul. But I don't know the hearts and the thoughts and the intents of everyone in here. I don't know. But I hear a calling going forth this morning. See, I've never been one that would arrange any service, and I think Pastor Tim, I know Pastor Tim's the exact same way. I think Andy and Randy are the same. We can plan a service and program all the songs and make them go in alignment with what we think we're going to be preaching that day, and it'll fall flat. But if we get out of the way and let God do His work, God can use those within the sanctuary that have prayed up and asked God what He would have them to sing and how He would have them to minister and they would listen and be aware of what the Holy Spirit is laying upon their heart. God will lay the groundwork for a message. And this morning I hear a calling going forth. 
You're going to turn your Bible to John 11, but that's not where we're going right away. That's just so you can have your thumb over there. So if I lose you somewhere in the middle, you know where we're going. But any of you ever within this congregation this morning ever been sitting in a waiting room and you've maybe wondered, are they ever going to call my name? Now, some of you new guys and some of you younger folks, they've kind of made it a little bit easier now. They've said, give us your mobile number and we'll text you when your table's ready. Or we'll call you when the doctor's ready. Or we'll let you know. Or they give you these little buzzy things. You know, you ever have one of them buzzy things and you look at it all? They said 20 minutes and it's been 19 and a half minutes and this little buzzy thing hasn't gone off yet. Something's wrong. They forgot our name. Well, back in the old days, they used to call the tables and they would go, Pruitt, table of four. And, and they'd be, wait a minute, did they call our name? Did they, Shirley, did they call our name? I don't know. I think they did. Well, I'm not sure if they did. I think they might have. I don't know. I think I heard Pruitt, table of four. Well, which Pruitt? There's about 90 of us here. Which one? Tim and Shirley, your table's ready. You know, then they go up and they'd escort, uh, hear a calling going forth. Well, this morning, you may not be sure. You may not know. You may not be aware. But there's a calling going forth. And God just may be calling your name. He may be calling out to you that the table is ready. The time for you to come forth and dine with the master. Time for you to come fellowship and come to him in a closer way than you ever have. This might be those of the church world that have grown cold, that have grown distant that have grown callous to the things that God has done in your lives and, and you've gotten used to it and you've got accustomed to it and you've grown cold and you've grown weary and you've grown weakened. There's a calling going forth unto you this morning. Or maybe those that have walked into this church today and said, I, I, I don't know this relationship. I don't know what they're talking about. I don't understand what they're doing. I don't understand why that guy was so excited about up there. And, and I don't understand why that dear sister was crying when she was singing. Or, or, or I don't get why that one was raising their hand. Or why that one went up there and prayed. I, I don't understand any of that because I haven't been around that. But something is pulling at my heartstrings. There's a calling going forth. There's a calling going forth. And in the next couple hours when I... Uh, in the next half hour or so, whatever God has given me to preach this message, I want to tell you this morning, I can hear the Savior calling. I can hear the Savior calling unto everyone within the sound of my voice this morning. I can hear the Savior calling. Are you listening? And this is not inconsistent with Scripture because all through Scripture, God has called unto the people which he wishes to have a relationship with. All the way back in the book of Genesis, one of the first things he says, Adam, Adam, where art thou? God calling out to Adam, created in his perfect image, but yet he had failed, he had disobeyed, he had come into his broken relationship. And God called out to him, Adam, where art thou? So God is calling out to the Adams within this congregation, to, not Adam per se, but... The Adams today, 
God is always calling out in his word and he continues to call out. We see in Genesis, Abraham, Moses, Samuel, he calls all of them and says, get thee out of a country, do this, I'm calling you, you're going to preach my word, you're going to do this, you are going to be my servant, you are going to deliver the people of Israel or you are going to preach unto the backslidden Israel or you get thee out of that country and I will give you a name. God has called through scriptures consistently. So God has always called for a people to hear his word. God has always dealt personally with a people to hear his word. God has always felt so much compassion and such a desire to have a relationship with us that he calls out personally that I want you. I desire you. I will use you. I want a relationship with you. He's even called out to those that have defiled and diminished and even despised his name. In the New Testament, we find Brother Paul that would take anybody that was found in the way, or that's what they called Christians, and he was going to take them and put them in jail. But God on old Damascus Road called out to Paul and said, Paul, Paul, why is it that thou persecutest me? God called Brother Paul that day. We may think we're doing right. We may think we're doing that which is righteous. We may think everything's all right, but a calling is going forth this morning. A calling is going forth. And this is so consistent within scriptures. Not only does God the Father call, but the Spirit calls. We hear within all the scriptures within the Bible, and I don't have the time to go through all of them, but we see in the book of Revelation... And when he is speaking unto the churches, where God says, Let he that hath an ear hear what the Spirit of God is saying unto the church, or the church is. Now some would say that's historically, that that was done way back then. Some might say that's prophetically, that has something in the future. Some may say those messages to the church are evangelistic. But you may use whatever name or title that you wish to call them, but it's been consistent through Scripture that God continues to call. He says in the book of Revelation, and you can find those in chapters 2 and 3 for yourself when you have time a little bit later today. One of the things that he calls out then, he says, He that has an ear to hear, let me say. And he says, Thou hast left your first love. Repent and do thy first work over again. So God calls through his spirit to those that have grown callous and cold. A calling is going forth. God also has said unto the church that thou hast become a stumbling block. Repent. He has also called unto the church. He says thou hast allowed thyself to be seduced by that Jezebel to commit fornication and to eat meats offered unto idols. In other words, you've allowed the world to infiltrate you so much that you no longer have a testimony for my name. You've allowed that woman, Jezebel, to infiltrate you and make you as the world. There's a calling going forth. As the word of God continues, it also tells us in that passage in Revelation, you are lukewarm. You're neither hot nor cold. You're just kind of in the middle. You know, you're just kind of there. Have you ever felt like you're just there? Just kind of existing? Just kind of drifting? 
on the expressway of life, just going down the road, and before you realize, it's just like I've been driving forever, and I don't even remember where I'm at. I don't even know where I am. I'm just going. I'm just doing. There's a calling going forth unto that spirit this morning. It tells us in the book of Revelation also, be watchful and strengthen that which remains. So we see within Scripture that the Father God Himself calls. We see that the Spirit of God calls. But in a simple manner this morning, the next 10, 15, 20 minutes, I want to do a little bit of an evangelistic message for you. I want you to go over there to John 11, as you're all right there. God has called out unto a Lazarus who was dead. He had died. But Lazarus was dead and gone and his needs were there and they were consistent. I believe there's a calling going out to those today within the church, not only this church but the churches as a whole that have allowed themselves to die and are dead and are cold and are sleeping. And God has said it is time to come forth Come alive unto me unto a new way, a new revelation. Come alive unto me. I was so encouraged this past week through the many defeats that you feel every week. Sunday morning we had a, I, I thought God used everything that we prepared. And, 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 uh, and then Sunday evening we had a time of prayer and, and, and we were thinking, oh, did we misread what God is wanting us to do or what we need to be doing? So around 7.30, you know, we kind of closed. The Sister Sue used Brother Duran and, and Sister Sue and Matt, and, and they prepared that runway. And, and we said, well, let's just come up here in prayer, you know, and let's pray for the need. You know, and I thought maybe 5, 10, 15 minutes, an hour and a half later, we left. A people that were calling forth to prayer for family friends, loved ones, themselves. Because God is going forth with a calling and says, I want a relationship with you. Sister Shiloh is saying, uh, there's a fire down in my heart. I want you, I want you, I want you, I want... But you know what? God wants more of you to have more of Him. Because there's a calling going forth. There's a calling going forth. God calls unto all of us that have allowed ourselves to grow cold and weary and weakened in these modern days and these modern times. And you may think you know a Jesus. But as I said last Sunday morning, oh, when the I am becomes who I am. I think God can call every one of us to a closer relationship. God can call every one of us to know him more. God can call every one of us to draw up to the fire a little closer. Because you got to admit it, folks. Admit it. You've allowed yourself to get accustomed. We've allowed ourselves to get used to it. This is the way we do it. This is what we do. This is how we do it. It's, it's what we are. We all do that in our lives. I do that. I can tell you my next week's schedule already. How many of you are the exact same way? We get into our routines. We get into our habits. We get into our rituals. We get into all the things that we have prepared and planned. But God says, what if I want something different? I believe there's a calling going forth. We find this in the book of, Laz in the book of John chapter 11. It says, now a certain man was sick named Lazarus of Bethany of the town of Mary and her sister Martha. And it was Mary that had anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair whose brother Lazarus was sick. 
Therefore his sister sent unto him, saying, Lord, behold, thou whom thou lovest is sick. And Jesus heard that. He said, the sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God might be glorified thereby. The first thing that I want you to know in that calling going forth, that calling is not from me personally. Though I do wish that you would accept the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. The needs and desire, Brother Tim would want the exact same thing. And I'll use the same names and pardon me, the Bills, the Randys, the Andys, the Bobbies, any, the Carls, and everyone within the sounds of these voices would want the best for you. But this calling is going forth and this need is being met by the Son of God himself. The Son of God himself cares about your need. The Son of God himself cares about what you're going through right now. The Son of God himself cares that you are dead. It's heavy, isn't it? But the Son of God cares about the Lazarus amongst us. I can't help but just reiterate what happened to Mike, and I'm not trying to... It was just, I thought it was amazing. I mean, he was dead. I went in that room, he was dead. In his mind, he was dead. And the doctor just misread the diagnosis. He came from death unto life. And many of you have experienced the exact same thing within your life. You come from death unto life. That's why you can come forth and shout at an altar or you can praise the Lord. Because the Son of God was on your behalf and He was on your case. And He called you unto life. He called out to you when you were a Lazarus. And said, I want you to come alive. I want you to realize that I'm here for you. I'm not unaware of your need. I'm not unconscious of your need. I don't, it's not that I don't care. I know where you're at. I know that you're tired. I know that you're weak. And let me tell you, folks, sitting up here, I can see it on a lot of faces. There's a new perspective when you stand this way looking that way. A whole new perspective, isn't there, Brother Tim? You can see the weakness, you can see the despair, you can see the dread, you can see, oh, that I wish that I was somewhere else, oh, that something else was going on, oh, I wish he would hurry, I wish he would. Well, like I said last week, if you come to the altar and pray, the service goes a lot faster. I hope that I don't upset him, but I don't think I will. But my brother Duran came over to my house a few months ago and was working on the furnace. And he gave me his personal testimony, but also told me the testimony of his family how that God had done a work in, in their family's life. Because at one time, that family, if I misspeak, and I, that family was dead, Brother Duran. But through a simple message, a Billy Graham message, your father saw the need and came to life. And look at the fruits of that from this point on. Because death came to life. That which was down got up. That which was losing moved into victory. And today, God has blessed. And that family, which I don't know per, per se exact, I'm not quoting but I'm sure there was brokenness there. I'm sure there was hurt there. I'm sure there was despair there. But look at it today, Brother Duran and Brother Dustal. How many blessings has God given you with grandchildren that are all in church with you today? That is a praise the Lord moment. You know why? Because a calling went forth unto your father that went unto you and went unto others and said, Jesus is the way and God himself cares about my need. There's a calling going forth. That same calling goes forth today unto a congregation of full gospel assembly this morning. And it's not a calling of coldness and don't care because it tells us in verse 5 
Now, Jesus loved Martha and his sister and Lazarus. We may think at times we're unworthy and incapable un, 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 of receiving God's love when we're dead. But Lazarus, in his dead state, Jesus loved Lazarus. I want to tell you this morning, if you're cold, calloused, and lost, don't have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ himself, he loves you. You know how precious it is sometimes to hear that? You are loved by the very Son of God. You know, I can be loved by an organization because of what I do for them. I can be loved for a company, what I do for them. You know, I go down there to that work, which every one of you did, and say, oh, we love you, Don. We if I get sick and can't work anymore, they're going to replace me within 24 hours, if not the same day. And if I can be so honest with you, if I had many church folks, Oh, I just love you. If you ain't going to that church, you don't ever hear from them. If you're not them and theirs, I realize we all get busy with our life and we all get caught up in the things we're doing. I get that. I know that. But Jesus loves me. Jesus loves me. This I know. For the Bible tells me so. And he loved me when I was sitting in a church on a Sunday night in the right-hand side of a church and didn't know him at all. I didn't know him at all, but I heard a calling, and he called out my name that night. He called me to come forward to an altar prayer, and Sister Connie used in her Sunday school this message this morning. She said, I only took one step, and he took the rest. Brother Bobby testifies that I didn't know what to do, but I saw the cross, and I said, if I can just get to the cross, that's all that matters. This morning, you may feel that exact same way. You may feel like you're Lazarus. You may feel like you're dead and things are just in despair. But the Son of God Himself is working on your behalf. And He calls out to you in love and says, I want you. I care for you. Not only that, He comes to change lives. I like in verses 7 through 9, and this is a little bit of a passage that's misunderstood. It's kind of... Uh, uh, kind of difficult to understand but I like in this passage they're saying right there but, but Jesus you know Lazarus is way over there I'm kind of paraphrasing this this is the Daniels version you can catch up with it later if you want but you know brother Jesus is way over there and there's people there that want to hurt you Jesus and there's those that want to do harm to you do you really think you should do that or they were trying to make excuses of not reason but Jesus said there's 12 hours in the day I'm good I'm not too tired. The day isn't over. Time hasn't run short. Earth, but yet 12 hours in a day. God is working on your behalf all the time, wanting you, drawing you, wooing you unto Him. And He has not gone to sleep on your need. Even when you're dead and feel like you're not even alive. Have you ever been there? I mean, be honest. Have you ever been there? You sat in a church and the glory of God is just flowing. And you're like, I don't get it. I'm not feeling it. It's missing me. Something's wrong. I, I must not even be saved. Maybe I don't know you. Or, or maybe I've allowed things to get in my life that have discarded or disrupted or, 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 or made me not be able to have as a close relationship with you. I will remember, I don't know if Brother Bill remembers it, 
at this church 10, 15 years ago. One Sunday morning or Sunday night, I think it was when Bill was here, I came to the altar of prayer on this side. And this is somebody that was preaching, singing, doing all the things that I do. And I came to the church on this side of the church, and Brother Bill came up to pray with me. And I said, Bill, I don't feel anything. I'm empty. I'm dead. I'm dead. I just don't feel a thing. Not that I was wanting emotion. Not that I was wanting performance, because that is the farthest thing ever. It's not about any of those things, but I, I felt nothing. Felt nothing. We had a word of prayer, a heart of encouragement. I walked up that day and still pretty much, well, God, okay, thank you, but still walked away feeling nothing. A couple weeks later, Sister Heather, when she was here, got up and sang, Jesus, bring the rain. Now, I, I don't know all the words. Sky knows it now, but Jesus, bring the rain. I think it's got some, I will praise you, and I, I don't know. But that day, the Lord gave me what I was missing. Not that it's about feelings. Not You know, I know this Christian relationship isn't about feelings and emotions, but I'll tell you what, every once in a while, it's good to feel something and have some emotions about my Lord and Savior, who is the divine God himself that called forth my name, loves me by name, and he's working on my behalf. Every once in a while, it's good to feel something, isn't it? Every once in a while, it's good to say, thank you, Lord. Every once in a while, it's good to know that that which he has begun in you and that God the Father that called us and that spirit that was within me works within me. And it communes with my Father. And God just reaches down and says, that's for you. I'm talking to you. And that's when you feel that spirit well up within you and you know that God is speaking just to you. You know why? Because he loves you. And he's working on your behalf. And I like this. In verses 43 and 44. You know, there was a lot of faith going on that day. Mary had faith and they all had faith. Well, Lord, I know that'll happen and I know this could happen. He said, no, I'm not talking about then. I'm talking about now. This is Brother Bobby, Hebrews 11. This is a now time. This is a now faith. Yeah, I know that you can figure it out later. I know that it may work out later. I, I may know that you may come aware about some things later on, but I tell you what, I believe with this calling going forth, this is a now time. A now time. A now time for you. And I don't know, doesn't matter if you know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior or you do not know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. Some of us are dead. Some of you are dead. You've allowed this world to just defeat you You've allowed circumstances to drive you down, but God is working on your behalf. He loves you, and he's working on your behalf, and he's calling you by name. And verses 43 and 44, it says, And when Jesus has spoken, he went to the grave, and all these things, and they made every excuse that they could make. Oh, Jesus, you don't want to do that. He stinks by now. It's bad. Yeah, let me tell you what. When you're cold and you're dead, it does stink. It stinks. I don't like being like that. Do you? I don't like being like that. Do you? I don't like being like that. Do you? Thank you. I don't want to be that way. I want to feel something. We talked about it, Brother Andy. I stole half of your message. I don't know what you're preaching on that. But Andy was up here singing a few weeks. My church is a church of power, of revelation, of evangelism, of reformation. Oh, when we get into his church and the my church that Jesus says he will build, things happen in that type of place. 
The dead are raised to life. Broken lives are repaired. Marriages are restored. Forgiveness is given. I tell you what, have you ever known the power of forgiveness? Oh, that is so precious. The power of forgiveness. We are, I'm going to share a little bit with you, and, and, and men, I'm not going to get into anything, but last Tuesday, we had such a great week at our men's group this past, 21 guys just sitting around there talking about things, and we were talking about our fears and our failures where we've messed up, and, and we don't feel like we're worthy, and we don't feel like we're adequate, but people had some breakthrough that night sharing things, what God has done and what God is doing for them. And they had some breakthrough. And some of them experienced that they knew that God had forgiven them even though they could not forgive themselves. That God was all right even though they didn't think it was all right. Because you know what he does? He takes that potter's clay. He takes that vessel that he's made and he sees the cracks. And he sees the deformations and he sees the ruin in it. And he takes that and says, let me put it back up on the potter's wheel. And I will mold it, and I will make it, and I will fashion it, and I will do a work. And I will create in you a new heart. And I will make you a new man. Because if any of them me, he is a new creature. Behold, all things have passed away. Behold, all things become new. Sometimes we forget that, don't we? But God did a work, and God continues to do a work. Even though at lives, and sometimes our life feels like it stinks. And we feel like it's just all messed up. And you know what? It's okay for church people to say sometimes things just ain't right. Sometimes things just ain't going like they're supposed to be going. Sometimes things just ain't working. Lord, you're trying to show us something. You're trying to show me something. But right now, I, I'm not feeling you. I'm not feeling a thing. I'm not feeling what they're talking about. I'm not feeling what they're preaching about. I'm not feeling what he's shouting about. I'm cold. I'm cold. I'm cold. I'm dead. You ever been there? But God himself is working on your behalf. God himself loves you by your name. And God himself says there's not enough hours in the day, nor any limitations, or the devil himself could not stop me from getting to you when I'm calling out unto you. I'm calling out unto you. There ain't enough devils in hell to stop me from reaching unto you. And he goes on and on in that. And Jesus took away the stone from the place where he was laid. And he says, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. Verse 42. And I know that thou hearest me always. But because these people which stand by it said, Thou that do this that they may believe that you have sent me. And thus he has spoken with a loud voice and power. The Son of God Himself speaks with a loud voice to your situation, to God Himself. Calling out for you, for your despair, your depth, your ruin, your hurt. The Son of God Himself is calling out for you. Why? That you might believe that He has been sent on your behalf. Think about that. He's calling out for you, not for his belief, but that you might believe that he is working on your behalf. How many of you can say with just a little smile on your face, I believe that God can and will work on my behalf. 
How many of us can say that what I'm going through, what's going on in my life, the, the place that I'm at right now, God is on the case. Amen. Whether you're saved or a sinner. I like that when God called. He calls out unto the saved, but he also called out to the lost all through scriptures. The Holy Spirit draws whether it be Jew or Gentile. God calls all. You know why? You know why there's a calling? Because people need to be called. You know why the phone rings? Because somebody wants to talk to you. They might want to ask you for money for their party. They might want you to take a survey. I don't know. It might be the prayer chain, which is always a good call. It might be a loved one calling and say, I just wanted to reach out and tell you I was thinking about you today. Have you ever got a call like that when you were kind of down and despair and depressed and somebody just calls up and says, I was thinking about you to Jacob. How you doing, buddy? I'm good. But then when you hang up, I wasn't good. I couldn't really tell them. But man, I'm, I'm, I'm hurting right now. I'm struggling. I, I feel defeated. I feel in despair. God does the exact same thing. You might have a browed face and a, and a strong demeanor, but deep down God's calling and you know it's not right. Which I like this. Not only does God himself call out in power, Lazarus has come forth. He called his very name to come forth unto him to have death come into life. Lazarus. Lazarus. Lazarus, come forth. Jesus is calling for all who sleep to come forth unto new life. It tells us in the book of Romans chapter 13, verse 11, the time is now to waken out of your sleep. And for those who are going to be doing the songs this morning, feel free to come forward. The word of God tells us in Romans 13, the time is now to waken out of sleep. For now salvation is nearer than even when we first believed. Now is the time for those that are asleep to rise and to awaken unto a new relationship. It is time now for the Lazaruses that are within us to come forth. It is time for those that have allowed themselves to be cold and callous and just go through the motions, go through the situation. This is one of these evangelistic types of messages. It's not, oh, you're good and God loves you and you are so precious and God just wants you so much and you are so special and God just wants the best for you and if you give me 50 bucks, he'll reward you with 100. It's not one of those. But it is a message that Jesus is calling. He might be calling somebody down this road down here. He might be working in this section. He might even be over here. He might be there. He might be here. He might be dealing with each of us in our own individual way. But he is calling. Because he tells us in Ephesians 5.14, Awaken thou that sleep. Arise from the dead, and Christ will give you rest. I don't know if I can use a secular reference without demeaning what I believe God has given me, but it may make sense unto you. I remember a long, long time ago, back in the 80s, I think it was in the 80s, time flies when you get old. Sister Connie was so blessed this morning to mention how old I am. 
Thank you, Sister Connie. But I remember seeing this old movie. It was a secular movie. I don't, there was nothing bad in it. It was a mystery movie. I think somebody within the church said they like those dramas and they like those mysteries. It was one of these mystery movies where this young troubled child was going through so many things in his life. And he was having difficulties and he was struggling. And someone came to counsel him as a child psychiatrist. And all through that movie, they're trying to figure out what's going on with this young man. What's his trouble? I can't reach him. And finally at the end, he says, I see dead people. And the psychiatrist himself was dead and didn't even know it. He thought the whole time he was as alive as he ever was helping this young child. But the whole time he was dead and just going through and didn't even know it. He did not even know he was dead. This is 2023. I've been with you guys 15, 16 years. And I love you with everything that God has put upon my heart. I do. But I see dead people. Allowing themselves to go through the motions. Allowing ourselves to go through the rituals. Allowing ourselves to go through the routines. Allowing ourselves to go through the policies and the procedures. And we've gotten used to it. Tim can preach everything within his heart that God has given him. But it goes in our ear and out the other ear. The Spirit of God can give a message to a sister April or to a sister uh, um, Jeannie or to a Sue or to somebody or to a Susie or something like that and stand up and the Word of God come forth and a message and an interpretation come forth and we walk out the exact same. Because I see dead people. I hear it. I see it. And you may not see it, but I'm like that young child. I know it. This pastor knows it. I hear him praying and I know he prays. I asked you this morning with everything was in me and just look at it this way. You won't have to listen to me for another while longer. Brother Tim will be here next week, but he'll preach it just as strong and it's just as much as God has given him. Lazarus, come forth. Come forth. Come forth. Come forth. There's a fire burning in that soul. That you can't contain, you can't control, but God himself in his love, in his power, in everything that he has is reaching out to you. You know why? Because I hear a Savior calling. I hear a Savior calling. And this morning he's calling all of our names to have a closer relationship with him than we've ever had before. To call out our names and say, I need more of you than I've ever needed before. Calling out to our names that I want to be closer to you than I've ever been before. Calling out our names that I've allowed myself to become ritualistic and I've just gone through the motions. I come to Sunday school, I go to church, I come to Thursday night, I go to Sunday night. And God, I'm just going through the motions. God, wake me and shake me. That's me talking to me. Wake me and shake me. Andy, preach it at me hard, buddy. I mean, rip me up one side and down the other because if it gets me closer to God, that's what I needed. I will never be angry at this man for preaching the word of God at me and telling me that I'm not living right and I need to do better. Never. But the Spirit of God comes amongst us and ministers to us, and I want to use this word, and I know you'll not think about it, 
But I was at that altar over there praying on a Sunday morning. I said, God, we've grown weary of thy presence. Not weary in it. We've grown cold to it. We've allowed ourselves not to move to it. We've allowed ourselves not to be alive unto it. We can do and pray and preach, but I tell you, God is getting a calling come forth. It is time that full gospel assembly, it is time that the church of a whole outside of these buildings and outside of these walls comes forth and comes alive because you know what happened when Lazarus came forth? Lives were changed and testimonies were shared and Lazarus was never the same again. You may want to minister for the Lord. You may want to sing for the Lord. You may want to work for the Lord. Brother Bill will be aware of this. But there was a point in time when young men of God would stand up in a church service and they say, I feel that God has called me to preach. Where are the called? We're getting old. There's a generation that needs to hear from the Lord. There's a generation coming that needs to see that fire still burning and working and still burning down in the hearts and souls of people that love the Lord with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength. I remember when I was, my son-in-law asked me the other day, we were at a birthday party, and he asked me what it was like when I was 38, because he's now 38, and I said, wow, this is 22 years ago. It was just like that. I wanted to tell him I was a lot better than I was. I wanted to tell him that I had it all figured out. But you know what? I didn't. I'm still learning and I'm still growing. God still calls me. This may come across as, I, I'm not going to apologize for it. I'm not. There's a calling going forth this morning. As Brother Matt sings and Brother Tim closes the services, he feels led as your pastor. If you feel like you've been a Lazarus and God has called forth, and I don't care how many times you've sang a song, I don't care how many times you've played a piano, and I'm not picking at anyone or anyone. I don't care how many times you've taught a Sunday school class. I don't care how many times you've come to a Thursday night meeting. I don't, I do, it doesn't matter to me, nor does it matter to God about any of those things. But if you've allowed yourself to go cold and dead, if you allowed yourself to just get weary, God is calling unto you the Lazarus within you. Brother Matt, saying, Brother Tim, close the service as you feel led. Hear the voice of love is calling. There's a chair that waits for you. And a friend who understands Everything you're going through But you keep standing at a distance In the shadow of your shame
Jesus said something to the Jewish people that claimed they believed him. He said, your fathers have ate bread that fell from heaven, and they are dead. You know what? But he was the life. Jesus was the bread of life. And, you know, in our flesh, we do everything in the world. Our world has taught us. Supply all your needs. Put your money up. Put your retirement up. Set everything up. And this generation has failed our young because we have set our mind on fulfilling our fleshly needs. But while we're doing that, we're avoiding the spiritual need. You got to want life when you hear the call. You got to want victory in your life. When there's no victory going on inside, guess what? You need victory. But you need to want that victory. You keep accepting it. Oh, I got money in the bank. I'm better off than some. Better off's not what you're looking for. You're looking for victory. It's not the fulfillment of this flesh. It's not you getting what you want. You get what you want, you're still going to be empty and dead. That's the sad part. God's alive. Jesus Christ is the life. He keeps doing this. This message is for all of us. Don't tell me we're not all guilty. We're all, you know, I, I can tell you the conversations I have with my wife on vacation. I'm not doing enough. I ain't done this right. I ain't done that. I don't care enough about lost souls. You know what? We talked about it. Every day we think about the things that we know we come short, but the only way we can get closer to God. It's got to love and want him in our life every day. You got to wake up and know who you live for, who you live to, who it is you preach to, who it is that you sing to. You need to shout from the inside of you, Lord, I want you. I want you in my life. It's not what I show. It's not my show. It's what you want to do through us. There's a great work to do. I, I thought Connie said it this morning in Sunday school. We have a young people that needs someone to lead them. They need to see Jesus in a young person's life. They don't need to just see it in the elders. They need to see it in their lives. 
And I know because I remember hiding. I told you I hid behind some big fella. I hid behind him when I was under conviction. I knew God was calling my name. And I knew I was guilty. And I knew I was lost. But I thought I could just hide there if they just quit singing I'd get out of there God called me that day he called me to be no preacher he, he just called me to be a, a servant of God he called me and I don't remember even raising a Christian home I didn't know how to pray I went up there and always kept saying Lord I'm sorry and I will I will serve you Lord I will serve you that's all I knew that's all I knew to pray all you got to do is surrender that. All you have to do is make up your mind. I want victory in my life. I'm not settling for anything less than all of him and all of me gone. Take me out, Lord. Clean me up. Clean the slate. Give me the victory that I need to live for. I thank you for your patience today. I thank God for his call. And I thank God for the love that he has for every one of us. He don't give up on us. Sometimes we give up on our children. We give up on our friends. We give up on other family members. But God don't ever turn us away. He's so patient, so long-suffering. He continually is calling our names. You don't worry about what the world's doing. Don't worry about fitting in. If they keep doing what they're doing, they'll destroy the world right around us. What would our money be then? What would it be when the rich man said, I'll just tear down to my barns and build bigger ones? But what if his soul's required? You have no idea when your tomorrow is. Where, what, what, how many days, how many hours? The only thing that matters is Jesus. Let him sing one more chorus. And if you, if you don't want to come, that's okay. You come back tonight. But let him sing one more chorus. Then we'll dismiss.
When you leave here today, remember this. Same question's going to be on your mind. The same call that's going on today is what's going to be what you need to face the rest of your life. If you go the 22 more years, like he said to his son-in-law, 22 more years, if he doesn't live for God now, you know what? The same question, the same stand. You'll be standing there saying, I wish I'd have lived for Jesus. I wish I'd have surrendered a long time ago because the more ties you get into this world, the harder it is to let go or to believe you can even go back. Don't put off when God's speaking. You'll never know if he'll speak to you again. Praise God.